What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 80-something. I don't even care what episode it is because we got a lot to talk about here. There's actually way more than we expected because it's good, it's bad, it's whatever. We're going to break it down. DJ, what the hell is going on with him? Lindor, signs with the Mets, yada, yada, yada. Let's talk to the Yankees. Welcome back to Boys Voices First Street, yada, 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 intro. Okay, how are you guys doing? You guys doing great? Okay, a two-time batting champ and, and the Yankees. Best player for two seasons running LeMahieu, according to a source close to his family, has become dismayed by the slow play tactics of the Yankees, along with other clubs. The two teams have engaged, that engaged with LeMahieu camp say LeMahieu expects more than Josh Donaldson, four-year, $92 million. With the Minnesota Twins, and at least on par with J.D. Martinez's five years, $110 million with the Boston Red Sox. The Yankees, LeMahieu's preferred club, after two successful seasons in the Bronx, have not met those terms. The 32-year-old LeMahieu has therefore asked his representatives to re-engage with the teams that have previously shown interest. The source says among teams like Los Angeles, Angel- Los Angeles Dodgers, Toronto Blue Jays, New York Mets, and reconnect with teams who reached out early in the free agent period like the Braves, Cardinals, and Red Sox. He plans to virtually meet with those teams this week. Well, good afternoon, first of all. Um, I just wanted to address the elephant in the room. People are watching, listening to this podcast to hear that, so how are you guys doing? Great. Okay. What uh, the fuck is going on? <laughs> I, so I think that there was – I first of all, I'm, I'm pissed. I think everyone's a little pissed. Um, but also, how can you blame the guy? Um, I think one thing that I saw, though, in one of the different articles – I don't know what article it was. I was reading a bunch of them. And I think, yeah, obviously he's, he's upset with the Yankees because he, he was there. He was the preferred destination for for him for the next five years. But I think he's also just disappointed in the market itself too. Like, it's not like all these other teams are were jumping to him during this time period too. Like, I, I don't think he's been waiting around for the Yankees to make a move. I think it's also just been the market has been a little bit slow because of the deal he's seeking out. So... I don't know. I say that to say I think that yes, it also it is the Yankees' fault, but I think it's also just a, a total market thing right now, and that's not an excuse. I still think that the Yankees should still be communicating with him, and it's uh, it fucking sucks. I think it's disgusting, horrible, horrible look on the Yankees' part to make him look or to make him feel like that in the first place. I mean, the guy's your best player for two years. Make him feel fucking appreciated. You're not doing anything else. Give, give the guy what he wants. He's not asking for anything crazy. I mean, he's outproduced J.D. Martinez, who I didn't even think his contract was that ridiculous. So, I mean, give, give the man what he wants. I'd go one step further. Hal Steinbrenner, if you're listening to our show for some reason, you know, Tuesday morning, you have an open invitation to come to my apartment, look me in the eyes, and tell me that you don't think D.J. LeMay, who should be a Yankee. And you tell me to my fucking face that you don't think he deserves the money. I mean, yeah, 
I, I just wanted to see you got your guys' reaction with this because I, everyone's talking about how he's dismayed. For those of you who don't know what dismayed means, that means he's upset, saddened, <laughs> all the other words in the in the book. Chandler, look up some more synonyms for the people at home. But I mean, the fact that you're right, the fact that he got dismayed, like I, I don't I understand from a business perspective, and everybody's saying that, and people have responded to our posts, and I've been catching up with everything on. Twitter and everybody's like either freaking out number one or they're like oh the Yankees are it's just a business so you got this is a slow playing it's you're not you can't bid against yourself like I, I get all that but that all makes sense if you're dealing with a player from the outside not somebody who you're tr- like who is one of your guys who have been great for the last two years you're like maybe that makes sense if you like like I said with an outsider like if you're signing someone else like a Bauer you want to slow play him so you don't bid against yourself number one i don't think they're bidding against themselves number two the only reason they may have been bidding against themselves was because dj was not talking to other people out of respect for the yankees so i i don't think it's a a two-sided thing i think the yankees just haven't been meeting what he wants like pay the man what he wants it's just kind of ridiculous to me that they're doing like a such like a cutthroat business like way of going about this deal like when you're dealing with an in-house resign if it's a player that has been nothing short of spectacular for the last two years and has done nothing but be a, a classic yankee and never like do anything crazy in the media the man doesn't even speak like i don't understand the slow play business tactic at all especially when he's shown such respect to you when clearly now he's re-engaging with other teams which means he didn't talk to other teams during this whole process so it's just been a a big game of like chicken until yeah. until now so it just doesn't make it makes no sense to me i think, I think that- a little bit I, I think a because of the how much dj doesn't talk i feel like he's not that outwardly dismayed he just wants to re-engage with the teams to get the negotiations back on the table and he wants a little bit of leverage because he's basically saying i'm not just gonna sit here and let you guys outbid yourselves until we come to an agreement like it's a extension I want other teams involved so that I can actually drive up the price. I want to see who's going to pay me the five years, 110. And hopefully for our sake, that means the Yankees take it a little bit more seriously and something actually gives and we do re-sign him. I don't think it's the end of the world by him being a little dismayed. I think it's going to kind of, if anything, turn the tires a little bit to actually get him signed. That's true. I think it's the end of the world. I'm just disappointed. I mean, why are you going to disrespect a a guy like that? Like you're talking, he is the ideal Yankee. He is... As good as it gets as a person, he's been fucking incredible on the field. Show the guy some respect. Give him what he's worth. It's not like I said, he's not asking for an outrageous amount of money like that he's not worth. If he was looking for two hundred million dollars, and you know you kind of want to see where it goes, I get that. But it he knows his worth. He's asking for his worth. Give him his fucking money. Yeah, his money or move on. Do do something like. Don't just sit there and don't talk to him. That's just—I mean—you're disrespecting the guy. I think five years, one ten is a lot. I, that's a lot of money. Yeah, let's break down the contract. So now that he, we have comparisons as to what he is asking for, we haven't previously known exactly what he'd be worth. We were kind of speculating as to how much he'd ask for, and in our minds, how much he's worth. I mean, an MVP candidate in the past two years, top four, top three in the past two years. He's thirty-two years old. Obviously, you don't want to give him a huge contract. You, we already have a few lengthy and large contracts in Garrett Cole and Giancarlo Stanton and a few other people who have other other large contracts like, you know, the Chapmans of the world. But how much do you, would you guys be comfortable 
giving LeMahieu. And I mean, he's number one, he's saying he wants more than Josh Donaldson, which I think is so, I, I mean, I don't even say this, that it's so fair because he's way better yeah, than but that was also Josh a Donaldson. Bad deal, though. That was also a really bad deal. Yeah. Regardless, he's saying he wants more than, than that to start out with. We were expecting five and a hundred. So, and he wants that's what. Well, that was what four and ninety five was the Donaldson deal. I, I, just, I just think it's stupid. I just yeah, think it's five, stupid to compare five deals. Five and ninety four. I think it's stupid to compare deals because it's well, like it's what we have to do. It's what he's saying he wants more than this, so we have to. But I, I you don't have to. I mean, yeah, you can do it. But the I, dollars I, are in the years are all he's after. I don't care if John, aware, Donaldson's but, a bad deal. Okay, I'm just saying. For this deal, would you give him the one he wants? Five years, hundred ten. Yes, because I, Absolutely. because here, here's my opinion right now. I, I truly believe that this team right here is we we're we're in a we're kind of closing in on a window of winning with this team right now before like drastic changes need to be made or extensions need to be made and real money needs to be flying around, right? So in my eyes, we need to win in the next two years for. A contract like that to even make it make it worth it, and I think Lemayhew was on that World Series team. So, in my opinion, that money you're paying here, really paying him for the years that are really in that window of winning the World Series, which I think is next year, the year after that, maybe even that third year. So, in my eyes, fucking pay him because that's that's our World Series window right now, and we're slowly closing in. And once, like you know. We need to sign all these other big guys, and they're all in big contracts, and they're not going to want to stay around here. And it's the same fucking cycle over and over and over again. Then you have people not wanting to play for the team anymore. I'll say this: even if I wasn't for it before, which I was, but if I wasn't, the Lindor trade makes it that much more necessary. Because what's your plan B now? You there is no plan B without getting worse behind you. There isn't. There's no other plan where you're improving or staying the same. You're getting worse. No matter what, unless you sign DJ, and we all—I think we all kind of run on the same page. Was like, like uh, Lindor wasn't really going to happen for a couple reasons, but it was always like a nice theory, right? And it was always kind of like, oh yeah, if we don't get Lemayhew, then we'll go after Lindor afterwards. But fucking, he was—he was swept up, and but I, I do think that I think that I read a report the other day, and I'll—I'll um, I'll read it a little bit and fill you guys in. But like the. This actually, the um, the Lindor trade could really help kind of push us along, hopefully. I mean, that, that's the hope. You said, like, you know, LeMahieu saying this with the Lindor trade already happening, I think those two factors kind of push the Yankees a little bit. And I hope so. But, like, again, like, you're not, you're not dealing with a random-ass guy. You're dealing with a guy who's been around for two years, has been a huge part of the team. It shouldn't be this, like, cat and mouse back and forth. And I think that's where the disrespect comes in, Chandler. I don't think it's more so... I don't think it's more so like the, you know the the contract itself. I think it's the the way they've been going about it and kind of going That's cat what I'm and mouth. Uh, what does that What does that say to the guys coming up too that that are going to need the other contract? I was yeah. literally I about mean, to say that. I was like, does this make other Yankees and other potential free agents soon? Like, what is Judge thinking right now? What is Glaber thinking right now? When Glaber they, shown today and he was pissed off. I, I mean, know I'm he so, didn't like, specifically say like, oh fuck, we didn't sign DJ, but he tweeted. I mean, one can assume that he's i mean i mean they've been showing this disrespect to dj one of the best if not not, i'm not even one of the best he was the best player on the yankees for the last two years undoubtedly best availability is availability and that man was on the field and he was fucking producing every single time more than judge more than glaber so if in glaber and judge's eyes if they're seeing this kind of disrespect and this kind of cat and mouse 
business side of things and not just treating the guy right like the Yankees generally do with the guys who have been good for them, i.e. Brett Gardner, and they gave a contract that he didn't deserve just because out of respect for him, what he's done for them. What do you think Glaber and Judge are thinking about their upcoming free agency situations? They're probably like, fuck, like, we're not going to get the deal. Maybe we should definitely look elsewhere also. Like, I feel like this is not only soiling the situation with DJ, but with everybody on the current Yankees and everybody around the league, honestly, because, I mean, every team knows how good DJ LeMahieu is and knows that he's worth it, i.e. all of these teams wanting to talk to him, and I guarantee the Mets or all these other teams Mm -hmm. would pay him. It's just that DJ was not talking to them because he was doing it out of respect to us. So, I mean, everybody else, that almost, in my eyes, I don't mean to be dramatic or anything, but... Maybe it's not dramatic. This may put like a black eye on the Yankees in terms of how they treat their players. Like, yeah, the way this ha- was handled so far with DJ, business aside, like, I feel like this may make it less of a more like less of an attractive destination for free agents. Am I right? Like, am I overreacting? No, not at all. And you know, there was a MLB Network podcast on um, this guy Steve Sachs, um, who was who was on there, and he was talking. Um, about the tri- the LeMay situation, he said, take care of the guys that are good to you. Take care of the guys that are a sure bet and don't try to pass those guys off and be too smart about the deal. But he's, and then he just said, my gosh, what does he have to do or prove? Like, I think that's a good way to say it. That's exactly what I just said. Like, what more I know, but does just, this guy have yeah. to do to not just offer him a contract on the spot? Like, what have we been saying? Yeah, and he's not an outsider. He's been on the team. He's the perfect fit. Like, what... What else would he need to? Would he need to be two years younger for this to make more sense? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, it, it doesn't make sense. It's not like it's a ten-year contract or anything either. It's a fucking five-year contract max that he's looking for. Five years, hundred ten million. You're the Yankees. I don't care. I've said it again. I'll say it ten more times. I don't care about you crying. COVID killed your money. Like, you're gonna make it back, no problem. I mean, Cuomo's out today saying that he's gonna reopen the economy. So, I mean that. Seems like it bodes well for fans in the stands. If that's the case, you're going to get money very soon. And even if that isn't the case, you're still going to get money very soon. No matter what happens with the world, you're eventually going to get fans in the stands. And when that happens, you're going to make $14 a beer. Your profit margin on that's going to be fucking thirteen ninety nine. Do the math. Do the math again. I'll no, do I'm it. just saying you're making endless amounts of money to come. It's like that's a guarantee for you. So don't stop crying. Poor. We're not the Athletics. I know I've been saying we're a poverty team now, but we're actually not. It's just how's a cheap fuck. So I just, I really do think that this is going to hurt our free agent conversations in the future with every other team, with every other player. It's really making us less of a destination because when an organization makes you feel dispensable and makes you feel like you can just be thrown to the side, you're just another piece in this system and anything else works. Like Chip Kelly, for example, when he was on the Eagles, Everybody was dispensable. He got rid of everybody. I'm an Eagles fan for those who are, are listening. Don't ask me why. But every he got rid of McCoy, got rid of Macklin, Jackson, all of the best players just because he thought the system was better. And that's how the Yankees are kind of treating players, it seems, with DJ, who's their best player. It seems you're not going to give him his due. And if he wants a little bit more than you think he's worth, who gives a shit? Give it to him because he's not dispensable. He's a one-of-a-kind player who is literally who is different from the the issue at hand with the team which is home runner bust he's he's a breath of fresh air and you can't i i still think the yankees are going to re-sign him i just think this is still a horrible look yeah 
And and in the in the terrible situation that they don't resign him, like what? Like obviously everyone's going to be expecting a response from the front office. Like, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? Oh yeah, he was he was he was a year too old to make it worth the deal. Because that's basically what they're saying. They're saying they're only they're only they were going to give him forty for, uh, sorry, uh, four years for eighty million, wherever it was. You're arguing over one year. And I just, I just, I would love to hear what their fucking um, response is on that. It makes no sense. What would you guys put it at? Um, one out of ten in terms of confidence that the Yankees sign DJ right now. Chandler, go. Five and a half. Murph. Seven. Seven. Wow. I think I really do think by him saying he's going to go look at other teams that the Yankees are going to figure it out and pull it together because I don't think they ever had the indication of trying not to sign him. They just wanted to kind of nickel and dime him, and now they can't do that anymore. So now I think they're really going to try to get it done. So I'd say a 7 out of 10. Ask me again a week from now. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. I was actually about to say 6, so it's funny that I'm literally in the exact middle of you guys. <laughs> I would say around there, too. I would say around 6, 7. <clears throat> at, no, I, I honestly, I'd be closer to the 8 range, just for sake of a different answer, because – more than seven, I'll say. I'm not, I'm the most optimistic, although I am angry, like I said, and I don't. My optimism that the Yankees sign him doesn't change the fact that I'm still fucking pissed off about everything, and I think the ripple effects, even if we do sign him, are going to change the outlook of the Yankees in the near future. But I, I do think I agree with you, Murph. I think this absolutely lights the fire under the Yankees, and I mean, if it doesn't. Then, then what are we doing here? The, what's what's the plan B? Let's say we actually don't get DJ. Plan B, what are we doing? Oh, and Dralton Simmons, because Lindor's off the field. Even though we knew we were probably weren't getting Lindor anyway. Although, if we want to break it in, into it right now, they didn't give up fucking much for Lindor. No. So, I mean... I mean, they also only have him for really a year. I don't give a shit. It's only like... Carrasco, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they got as much as the uh, Red Sox got for, the, for uh, Mookie, though. Yeah. And the Red Sox have um, fucking nothing for Mookie. What? And the Red Sox didn't get much for Mookie, so... I mean, I mean they weren't going to resign him anyway. It was a good trade both ways, I think. I mean, it was, a, it was a decent package, but Mookie Betts is arguably the best player in the game. Fuck That's, the Mookie Betts trade. This Lindor trade... We talked about the Darvish deal and if how we realized that they gave up nothing for Darvish and now we would... I mean, all of us pretty much wanted to go after that deal and wish the Yankees would have done it. Now looking back at this Lindor deal, same goes for that or, or what? Well, here's the thing. The Yankees like historically get kind of shafted when they go to make deals. Like People know that the Yankees have a really good farm system and a lot of players, so they kind of have a higher price tag. It's been a thing for years. So I don't know if we would have gotten the same deal. If we did, it's a no-brainer. But I would even pay – I mean, I would pay more than what they did, uh, even if – all things equal, if we got the same deal and tossing one extra top fifty prospect, fine, do it. I don't care. Like I would pay the extra money if you're not going to fucking sign DJ. Then who cares anyway? Toss in the extra prospect. What are you doing? Do something to address your needs. Everybody else is out here trying to make their teams better. The fucking Mets are looking like the better team in New York right now. I, at some point, something's got to give. You're going to have to pay money, or you're going to have to pay prospects, or you're going to have to accept mediocrity. I will One of the three has to happen. It's looking like the third right now, but I mean, obviously, there's still plenty of time. I'm just, I'm angry. I will say this: I through this whole process in the last week since our, we last recorded, I've started to 
rethink my anger uh, about uh, towards the Yankees and them not making astronomical moves like the Lindors, like DJ Lindor, Bauer, all of them, like being one of those. I, I didn't say this before, but I know that some Yankee fans want them all and all that stuff. But I, I will give the Yankees a little bit of slack here because it's not like they didn't go out and do nothing in every like they they literally just signed Garrett Cole last year which was the biggest contract in ever and the biggest the number one name on the list last year so you can't like be too mad at the Yankees for not being all in on Bauer and all those guys like you kind of expect that you're coming off a year where you spent the most out of anybody so maybe it is time to dial it back like when you look at it in in a much more macro view of the the next couple years, this last five years, you probably wouldn't expect, you you look at all the moves that are made in the last like three years, pretty good. Uh, But with that being said, I'm not okay if the Yankees don't bring back DJ, but I'm saying I'll cut them a little slack for not getting, even if there was no COVID situation, maybe like you can't ask the Yankees to sign the number one free agent every single year. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think we're. I don't think we're. I think a lot of fans do assume that. I don't think from our conversations that any of us are really assuming that. I. I think that we're more on the same page of like, like do something. Like I don't care if they're signing, um, you know, a backup second baseman or a, a bullpen arm or like anybody. We just haven't seen any movement at all, and it might be because they're waiting for Lemayhew, but. I don't know. We, I, I feel like we've been talking about the same shit for four weeks now because nothing's really happened and it is getting frustrating as Yankees fans. And um, I think we're all in the same boat. Aside for a few fans who are kind of just like, you know, unlimited money, spend whatever you want. I'm not I'm not asking for Bauer. I'm not asking for Real Muto. I don't want so the whole fuck thing. Bauer. You just signed Garrett Cole to that contract. Why are you going to allow yourself to get worse when you've got the best pitcher on the planet in the best years of his career, why are you okay getting worse? That's yeah, that, that's another I'm not, thing. I'm not asking for the world. I'm just saying, like, don't accept being worse. Yeah, you just sign a major piece to be the center of your team, and then you go out there and lose, and then you don't do anything else to make it better. Exactly. If you spent all this money on Garrett Cole, and you don't go out and give him the pieces and put the best team out there that you actually think is going to win, then you just wasted that money. What was the point of signing Garrett Cole to begin with? Because mm-hmm. you opened a window so signing Garrett sign Cole. Five, so you can sign more beers every fifth day? Like, I I just can't, I yeah. can't comprehend the slow-moving... DJ talks. I can't. I just. I don't know. I, it's frustrating. Regardless so, of the, whether we get him or not, it's frustrating as fuck. The elephant in the room. The, one? Where does this? There's so many elephants in this room. Really? It's a small apartment, but it's filled oh, with elephants. Yeah, but um, where does this? Where do the Mets stack up against the Yankees right now? Right now. I, I guess don't include DJ right as we sit right now because there's a few variables that could happen and I'll get into that next. So right this second, are the Mets better than the Yankees? Yes, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Seven game series, you'd think the Yankees could be they could win that series against the Mets. Yeah, the Mets are a lot better Would than people give credit for. Oh, I think they're very good. I just I just think that we're we're still a really good team. I don't think we don't have the pitching. You, I, I I mean. Who, who and if are you the don't Mets bring pitchers? Back DJ, who's going to hit the ground? Who are the Mets pitchers? Stroman, Strom, Carrasco, Syndergaard, Stroman, Garden, June. 
So if you give us Seve, if if you give them Syndergaard, you have to give us Seve because they're coming back around the same time. True. That's so, yeah. fine. And then what's the rest stack up? You got Carrasco against Montgomery. I take Carrasco. And then you've got Stroman against take your pick of <laughs> Debbie, Domingo, Clark, whatever. I'll I give Stroman the edge there too. Their, exactly. pit, their, their pitching staff is definitely better. They have Betances, whatever that's worth. Uh, our bullpen is probably better than theirs. Their bats, adding, adding Lindor, adding, uh, what'd you say, Murph? They got Brad Hand, too. They got Brad Hand? Yeah. When? I think they got Brad Hand. Are you sure? I, I think I would have heard about that. I don't think they did. I think the White Sox were talking to him. They got Brad Hand. Well, they upgrade. They got McCann behind the plate. McCann behind the, the dish. Door is short. <laughs> and you know Onto what? Onto first, as much as I dislike the guy and they're talking about still going after guys like fucking like chris bryant that could have right. been dealt you this said, week you said right now though i know and, i was gonna get into that next but as it sits well, right now the, like odds on favorite I'm not for trevor springer may. i meant yeah. trevor may not brad Hand. sorry oh trevor may yeah so right now you're saying no who's saying no who's better murph say that again who's better i said the yankees are better I don't think they're going to win the NL East. I think the Braves are still better than the Mets are. Not that we're playing in the NL East, but I, yeah. I still think. The I also, I also still, still think we're better than the Mets. I like they're yeah they they got a lot of big names, but I think that we're still a fucking really good team. And obviously we're obviously we're not stacking up against the Dodgers right now, but um, yeah, yeah, I mean we're, we're still up there as favorites. We're we're number three on, on the on the odds for everything. I think they're assuming that we resign DJ, and I think that's fair to assume. I think we still get it done. Like we said, there's different impacts that we already talked about. But uh, honestly, we we complain a lot in these past couple of weeks because we just want DJ to be on the Yankees. But uh, we are a very fair, very 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 good team still. We are yeah definitely better than Mets. I mean, when you look at guys who had down years in a 60 game season, like who the fuck knows. Maybe, maybe, maybe Gary Sanchez comes back and does something. I mean, Pete Alonso sucked last maybe he year does. too. Pete Alonso, maybe he has a bounce back year too. So it's it's a lot of variables here. Like Glaber didn't have the best year last year. Obviously, sixty game season doesn't matter. Judge in and out of the lineup. Sten in and out of the lineup. But when they're all in there, when they were in there last year, they were awesome. So obviously, the the, the key thing has always been health with this team. But I don't want to write us off and be like. If we o- if we off, only get DJ, then we're we're bad. Like we're in a great spot. I just think we need definitely some more pitching. But you know, but that's why I'm like, again going back to what I was saying before, just about how we still haven't heard anything about that. Like it's not. I, I just find it hard to believe from a a business perspective of how you can waste all your time trying to go after one guy and not actually do it. And then shooting yourself in the foot to not be able to sign anybody else afterwards or make any other trades. Exactly. It seems like there's no other moves being made in uh, on the side. It seems like, and honestly, like if they are slow playing DJ, what are they actually doing right now? Like, what is Cashman doing? Is he just waiting by the phone and just like sitting there waiting for the, the DJ to call him and be like, "Hey, I want to come back for less than what I'm worth." Like, it, it seems like. They're working on DJ. He's the top priority, yet they're slow playing him. So what actually is a day in the life of Cashman? I would like to see like his his itinerary, like his outlook calendar be like, okay, today I'm just going to sit in the corner and just stare at the wall. Tomorrow I'm going to sit in that other corner and stare at the wall. And then on Thursday I'll go to lunch with Boone and talk about who – like what – Who we don't have who, to gonna Who we're going to pinch hit for I'm in, in a spot where we shouldn't – a, the exact script you're going to follow. Every and then we're going to talk analytics. To yeah, we're going to talk about how much of a puppet you are. And then in, in no point are we going to talk about actual free agents. That's what I think is going on here. 
because and he here, it to all play. boils to where you say Murph. I slow playing him because he wasn't talking to other teams. Now it's going to pick up a little bit. Watch, they 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 were slow playing him because they could because he wasn't talking to other teams. The whole market's going slow. Nobody's really signing crazy free agents. There's been trades, but nobody's really signing these crazy free agents. So there's no standard. They're kind of waiting it out to see what somebody signs Springer for or Bauer for, and then maybe they go based off that because this market's not normal because of COVID. Yeah, but I, those players – for them to slow play to this point, but now they kind of got to figure it out and just bite the bullet. But Murph, there's a difference. There's a difference between those players because all those players are going to new teams, and I get the slow playing with those teams. But if it's an in-house re-sign, you got to set the market. You can't wait for the market to set itself because then that's disrespect to your guy. Now they do absolutely because now he's looking for other teams, and that's when you lose him because somebody else signs him. But they had the luxury of kind of sitting back and waiting to see if somebody sign somebody big and then use that to get to, to get to the number and the year amount that they needed. Yeah. Because like, we can't do that. But. Because, e- because even if, you know, we had a regular baseball season last year, if we did, we, we would still be talking about the same shit right now. We would still be talking about how we're going to sign LeMayhew. Right. Yep. Like we're not we, like, and, well, you would, I think we would. And like, I I don't, how's that change anything? Like, well, I, like that. And I'm kind of backtracking here, and it's you know we we compare the Yankees to the Mets, and we compare the Yankees to the Padres, and we compare them to whoever. But at the end of the day, it's not a matter of if we're good or not. We all know we're good. It's a damn good team, but are they a World Series caliber team? No. As it sits right now, that team cannot win a World Series. We've seen it. We've seen it for the last four years that this team can't win a World Series. And if you're getting worse, then they sure as fuck can't win a World Series. Yep. So and if you're not trying to win a World Series, then what, why, why are you? But I, I, Especially I, if you're the Yankees. Like the, we've said this so many times on so many episodes. Like I don't know how you look at this team and say run it back, run that shit back. Yeah, everything worked out fine, perfect. But, and we haven't even talked again. Year. Like we we go, we've been having the same four Tyler Lions. World Series back on. <laughs> Tyler Lions, welcome back. You're great. You're gonna be fucking. He's on a minor league deal. World Series back on. But actually, we, he's not on a minor league deal. He's probably in the middle of the fucking bullpen right now. Yeah. Right. But we talk about pitching in LeMayhew, and LeMayhew hasn't happened. And, like, I haven't even heard a, a a hypothesis, a theory of just, like, the Yankees are interested in X, Y, and Z. I haven't heard shit. Because DJ's like, been the top priority, yet they haven't I'd been doing shit. Hear, I love to hear the something. The top and only priority, but we don't talk to him. It's a huge – like, pitching is probably – I don't know, I'm not going to say bigger, but it's a fucking – it's up there. It's like LeMayhew pitching. It's, like, right here, neck and neck. And Ooh. I haven't even heard anything. Got fucking nothing. I digress. No, you're absolutely right, Dan. Thanks, Murph. Appreciate the, appreciate the validation. <laughs> it's right. But like, I think the reason, like you said, that they haven't really been in talks with anybody else is because it's all contingent on DJ. They're I mean, gonna be more that's stupid. It's oh, stupid. I agree. I want to. I hope by the time we record next week, he's either here or gone. Yeah, honestly, or like, or we sign somebody. Yeah. I don't care who it is. Yeah, I don't want to keep playing this game. Like, why haven't the Yankees re-signed DJ yet? I mean, this is new news, and we're talking about new information and a little bit of, like, the only update we've ever got on this DJ situation, but I need this to be done. I I either, I can't, my heart can't handle this anymore. I need him to, like you said, I need him to be either cut from the team, send him somewhere else, let me fucking move on, and then, honestly, not even just me as a fan. Like we were saying, like, I think the Yankees need this to be done with so that they can, like... The longer they wait, the less other moves there are to be had as a plan B after yeah. the fact. Like, what happens if 
Oh, yeah, we're eventually going to re-sign DJ. Oh, DJ's a Dodger now? Oh, wait, everybody else re-signed somewhere else or went to another team already? Oh, yeah. Oh, because it's March and we didn't make a move and we waited for DJ and then he ended up going to the Mets. Like, we can't wait for DJ. Slow play DJ. Let the rest of the market figure itself out on other teams that isn't in New York Yankees. And then just be like, okay, yeah, let's just run it back with this team that's worse because we lost Tanaka, we lost Paxton, we lost Hap for better or worse, we lost all these fucking guys, and we can't feel the team anymore that isn't, I mean, the, a couple players that may be hurt, maybe not, and then we have Tyler Wade at second <laughs> base, and then that's what we're looking like. If we keep slow playing DJ, we have Tyler Wade at second base playing fucking outfield sometimes too because of that, whatever the hell happens, but... And then, and then we, we have, have Tyler Montgomery Lyons in the middle of the bullpen. Two-starter. And then we have Montgomery as the two-starter. Domingo's probably going to get bounced again because he's going to do a bad guy thing. I mean, there's just so many shit variables with this team that it, it all, like we said so many times, boils down to bringing back DJ. And everything else needs to fall into place, obviously, after we bring back DJ. And if we don't bring back DJ or time runs out, I mean, the rest of the market will figure itself out in the coming weeks and like guys like Chris Bryant may be dealt by like the, by the time people are listening to this episode, they're saying, I don't know, but like things are going to start moving, whether it's DJ or everybody else. And I don't think for a second that like if the Yankees don't plan on doing like this needs to be figured out this week because you're going to run out of options if you don't get him. It's all contingent on him. And if he leaves, we're fucked the longer we wait. Yeah. And hopefully the other thing is, like, if we start losing, say we lose him and some people start flying off the board for free agency, because I think once one big name goes, the rest are going to start going. Yeah. Like, very, very quickly. It's like a and fantasy like, draft with a fucking yeah, quarterback. The second a quarterback's taken, then all of them fly off the fucking board. Same with defenses, too. Everyone panics. Like, oh, my God, they gave DJ this. Oh, we got to get, get Chris Bryant. Get Chris, uh, what are their second baseman? And Jolton Simmons. Oh, he's going to be on the Rangers now. Like, oh, like this guy goes here. This guy goes there. And then a week, everything figures itself out. And if DJ goes somewhere else, I actually worry that we'll settle. And then that's where we get into bad contracts. We're talking about bad contracts with DJ. Settle. I think panic and try to And then we're going to be even more screwed than if we tried to settle, basically. Because if we dump our whole farm system to try to force a trade to not be much worse than last year because we didn't sign DJ, that's we're going to run into a problem. Who do you think they would panic and trade for? I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. Nothing. If they can't sign, if they can't get DJ or another big man, if they lose DJ and can't replace him or significantly improve the starting pitcher, they'll probably throw together a package to go, try to get a pitcher. It just I makes me. Yeah, I don't. I think I don't if we don't get DJ, then they're going to go for somebody they can lowball like Simeon, or they're going to lowball Andrelton Simmons, and they're just going to be lured in by the fact that they're playing in New York, and then we're going to run it with a significantly mm-hmm. worse middle infield and. See what happens. Or, or the Yankees are really just fucking banking on Clark Schmidt and Garcia just to be lights out next year. Clark Schmidt that, can't play yeah, second base. That'd so. be awesome. <laughs> I Clark Schmidt comes up and just throws like a one five for like maybe like yeah maybe they're just like they're just banking on that. I love that. I think that's entirely. But you need, you need not some possible. Assurance. But like it, that'd be cool in a perfect oh, yeah, world. It's not great. gonna happen. It'd be great. I just look around the league too, and that because that's all you can do right now because. DJs are top priority, whatever the fuck he may be. But, like, you look around the league. Look at the Padres right now. With all of their moves aside, they're getting people from other teams. They're trading. They're signing. They're doing all these things. But they're also taking care of their inside guys. I mean, this week, I don't know if this is final or not, but you guys all heard Tatis is getting 
talk they're talking and working with Tatis to restructure his contract to which he's making fucking nothing right now basically cuz he's mm-hmm. still on his rookie deal but pre-arb like whatever the fuck it is they're talking about giving him an 11 year 330 million dollar contract i think it is that's what taking care of one of your best players looks like and they, not only are they doing that significantly prematurely like this is before you even need to. Like Tatis wouldn't have be, even be upset if you didn't fucking give him an extension. They're just doing it because it's like, okay, you're sick. We're gonna take care of you. We really want you to stick around and make you happy. The Yankees are doing the opposite of that in a time where he needs to resign. It's like, well, Tatis is, also Tatis like, is under contract. He's also like the face of the franchise. Doesn't matter. For the like, Acuna did the same thing. Albies they got the same thing. They're restructuring their guys who they like and they can build around. Early, er, way early, earlier than they're even remotely close to free agency. Now this guy reaches free agency and he not only doesn't get re-signed the day of, which is even look. I mean, if you look at the other situations, they didn't even make it there. They have years to spare before they even make it free agency. Like that is just polar opposites of like that. They're doing with, with Tatis and the Braves are doing with like their two players, Albies and Acuna, with the, the exact way that we should be doing that with DJ. And we're just fucking. It's, a, it it's a little different right. compared to DJ, though. Just that's way, way different. It's so it's really different because Tatis is what twenty three and Acuna. They're all in the, they're all like in their early twenties. Like that. That's when you extend a person to be your franchise I don't player. Think he's talking like money and years and stuff. I think I, I get what you're saying. It's yeah. a respect thing. It's a respect. You're you take care, obviously respect, we're not, not going to give DJ. Eleven years, but we'll, but yeah. the same situation applies to his deal with right, five right. years. So it, it yeah. is the same fucking thing That's because the the it's just taking care of him. Hey, you're our you're our guy. You've already you are the best player on our team. We're we not going to leave it here. up to free agency. We want exactly. you here before you make it there. That's all exactly. I'm saying. Right? You guys exactly. are just saying like because he's, he's 22, whatever. The point is, if this is a guy that you want to be on the team and you want to love it and buy into being on the Yankees, everything like that. You don't let him get to free agency. You don't let him think for a second or get dismayed, saddened, uh, upset, all, all of the other words. Hold on. I got the thesaurus pulled up waiting for this moment. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I do. Perplexed, puzzled, rattled, uh, <laughs> unnerved, distressed. You want DJ LeMayhew to be unnerved? The, the man... Do you want DJ LeMayhew to be bewildered? Oh, no. See, Agitated, that's exactly appalled. it. You can't have the DJ LeMahieu being bewildered. That's a because, dangerous recipe. But do you guys, do you know what I'm saying? Though I, I, now I, you understand I, what I'm saying. No, I understand what you were saying. I, I was agreeing with you. I was just saying it's a little bit Didn't different. That's like all it. I'm saying. It's not different. It's called controversy. Side note: I it's bet not DJ controversy. Is a scary dude when he's upset. Who? DJ. You think you can tell? I was about to say. Oh, I bet you can. If you really piss, if you really, make, if you make him dismayed, I bet you can tell. No, he probably he, he could be just like sitting on the couch doing nothing, and then somebody's like, "Oh, he's dismayed because the game is like, <laughs> don't know. He, he, you can't tell. I mean, you can't I tell. This is my mad face. He's like Belichick. You can never really tell if Belichick's dismayed or happy. No, it's like this is my angry face. It all the time. Now so this is he. my now this is my happy face. Now <laughs> this is I'm my saying, angry he's face. So mild mannered that if he's pissed off enough to tell that he's dismayed, he's got to be an angry motherfucker. Whatever. Hopefully something happens in the next week because that'd be cool. And then we talk about something else and be happy. I'm not happy. Well, hopefully this can make us happy. I had a bad day to do at work today, too. And on top of that, I'm sorry to hear that. On top of that, the fucking DJ shit. So, a horrible time for the kid right now. You know what's going to happen? Next week, we're going to wake up to two notifications that he went to the Yankees and we signed a pitcher. No, it's going to be the Yankees. 
are dissolving as a team <laughs> because they're a poverty team, so they don't have enough money to be a team. The Yankees are being sold. They don't have enough money to Breaking pay. Breaking news, Hal Steinbrenner sells the files, entire Files franchise. Chapter 11 <laughs> bankruptcy. buy a new condo in Florida. <laughs> uh, uh, shit. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. Kiss me like it's always Take my